When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's hour number two of the G-Bag Nation here on 105 Through the Fan. Time for some Cowboys Twitter. I'm having fun going over uh, Des Bryant's uh, Twitter. Maybe we'll have time for that as he was taken in the game last night, uh, you know, from his probably condo or hotel or wherever he is staying in, in Baltimore. But the COVID hit him. He was unable uh, to play, but he was in good good spirits and taking it all in stride. And uh, he did confirm he will be back for 2021 will des bryant who will be back for the cowboys how good will they be is the topic mike bassick was uh he was throwing out some hot stuff last night don't know if you guys saw this but he said i think you're delusional if you think the cowboys will be good or great next year eight and eight is realistic over 500 way too many problems not enough draft picks not enough cap space so what do you guys think about uh mike bassick if you were going to reply to him how would you uh, word your response? Well, it's you know it's Twitter, so I would quote tweet him because you know yeah. Twitter's all about scoring points on somebody. So I dunk on him. Yeah, he wouldn't even see it coming, and I'd quote tweet him, and I'd bow dunk on his head. Um, no, I don't. I think that's an incredibly fair take because right now I think you're looking at a team that I don't want to be swayed too far by that one game because I think it is important to keep in mind. If your kicker makes kicks, then you lose that game by what? Four or five? What was the final score? 17. You add nine. You lose by eight. So you were going to lose the Ravens anyway. And we all anticipated you were going to lose to the Ravens by somewhere between 10 and 17 points. So the outcome of the game is not surprising. But the performance and lack of progress, where we thought we were getting some progress from them defensively, the lack of that, is alarming. So I think you're about to head into an off season where you're going to have questions about, do we have the right coaches? Do we have to blow out the entire staff of coaches on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, how many of our players on defense do we have to replace? We don't have a lot of money to do it. How quickly can you expect guys to perform from that you get in a draft? I think it's totally unrealistic to think you'll have a decent defense next year. And so if I tell you that I promise you're not going to have a good defense, hopefully you get all the pieces back from your offense and you're a top five offense 
That could be eight and eight. That could absolutely be eight and eight. Yeah, I also think it wouldn't be a shock to see them win this division. The division won't be bad. Nine and seven, ten and six. They'll have a, maybe a last place schedule. Uh, they have by far the longest odds to win this division now. So it could set up because of the division and because they could still put together a great offense. But I thought Mike's take is very fair. How about you, Broadus? No, absolutely it is. There's so many things you're going to have to do. Trey Aikman even said it last night on the broadcast. He goes, I, he goes, I don't even know where to start, basically. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think that we all do have an, an understanding where we need to start. You need to, if you're Jerry and Stephen Jones, you need to sit down with Mike McCarthy and really evaluate the coach evaluate and see if they are the right fits. Are they being taught the right things? Jeff's made great points about the students. Are the students learning? Are the teachers bad? I mean, are the students bad? I mean, there's all kinds of things that you could go into. But, yeah, I, I feel like, though, that it's going to be rough for them. I mean, you're talking about the health. Can the health of your tackles be right? That's going to be a real key. I think there's some things in the offensive line. The center looks like he could be a guy that you can kind of go uh, to battle with. Are you going to have your quarterback done? There's, I think there's so many questions with that too. But I, I think it's going to start with the coaching staff. Do you yeah. really, really have the right guys? And if Mike McCarthy is going to fight Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones on this, this could be a rough offseason for him. It really, really could. Mm, it could be, yeah. you know, if he chooses to say, I've got enough skins on the wall, I'm not going to turn my back on my, on my guys. Because coaches don't want to be that guy. Coaches don't want, especially their friends, they don't want to have to, you know, they don't want to have to get rid of guys. Jason Garrett had to make a decision. He got rid of family member. The the Joneses told him, you either get rid of your brother or we're getting rid of you. You know, and he got rid of John Garrett. You know, so you get, you know, that's where I think this is all going to be. Those questions are going to have to be answered. And if he doesn't come up with good answers, then some things need to change empowered Mike McCarthy was considered a virtue of uh, you know just a few months <laughs> ago is this the end of it? it it could be you know if 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 they determined or you know maybe it's one of those deals where if Mike McCarthy chooses to stick with his guys then his fate could be sealed along with them oh, in, absolutely. in coming seasons yeah. but the honeymoon's definitely over no he said that even too if you remember there's a lot of things that Mike McCarthy said when this was all kind of fun and everybody was enjoying having him around you know, that now we're all bringing back to the fore. He says, oh, the honeymoon's over here. You know, he yeah. said that very early, and he's not wrong. I mean, you, you know, he's basically, if you look at his last 40 games, he's Matt Patricia. You know, yeah. that, you just, just go look at the wins, losses, you know, whether that's his fault or But he is the head coach, you yeah. know, and he is responsible for the product they put out there. So when it comes to Mike's tweet, you're delusional if you think the Cowboys will be good or great next year. There's too many things to do. Coaching staff is number one. I feel like your offensive line could possibly uh, use an upgrade or fortification. you got to fix your secondary. I think you yeah. got to get linebackers. There is a lot to do. I don't see them being contenders. I don't think free agency can sell me at all, knowing what kind of resources they're going to have to play with. Right. And I'll keep my fingers crossed that the draft is good, but I think we're going to need to get into next year and actually see them as a good football team before I could next consider the possibility that they'll be good in in twenty twenty one. Well, you got to have real you got to have realistic expectations for a draft, and realistic expectations would be they got nine picks. Let's even if let's say my dreams come true and Captain Trade Down gets to ride and you end up with an extra second round pick and maybe even an extra third round pick. If you draft well, maybe you get a good defensive starter as a rookie out of that. And in a dream, you could get two. 
it's not a lot of instant impact. Like you're not going to be picking Chase Young. Yeah. So like, you got to have realistic expectations for what you can upgrade over a 12 month period. When yeah. you're talking about adding rookies, oh, you might you might be in a situation too where you could take one of those second or third round picks and trade for an established player, yeah. an established defensive player. That's why having eleven or twelve picks could be an advantage. That someone says, "Listen, we'll we'll take the we'll take the cheap help now for somebody that is a, a little bit more of a a two three year guy." Okay, I was looking at this, and I, I guess I was going to talk about it at 620. I thought it was coming up quicker in the show, so I'll repeat it right here for you. If you tune in at 620, we try to do every segment unique, but let me hit you with this. He'll he'll do it even better at 620, okay. so come yeah, on back. Maybe I'll lead with it at 620 or something like that. But I think the Cowboys have a shortcut in that you could sprinkle around a little bit of money on defense if you would draft Sewell or the best tackle, let's say Captain Trade Down rides and the second best tackle is who you take at 14. Rashawn Slater, Northwestern. Slater, Northwestern, If he yeah. makes it, he's yeah. a stud. Yeah. And then you also take a guard, you know, w- uh, with one of your second-round picks. Now you have an offensive line that can protect Dak like 2016, cut holes like 2016 for Zeke, allow you to get the ball out, 40 burgers, very realistic. See what you're doing here. And you got 12 wins. You might not be that much of a threat once you get to January because of your lack of defense still. But that's a path to dominating this division and being relevant in the, in the contender conversation. But, General, did we see that in the first four weeks? Dak throwing massive offense, great numbers, but always yeah. behind, can't well, stop they turned, anybody. They just turned the ball over. They they didn't, got, you, and they didn't have Smith and Collins for a lot of those games. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying, yeah. though. But you, you had uh, you had great offense, but well, you couldn't stop I hear anybody. You. I, I hear you. And, and one of the main problems was they lacked balance. You know, the thing about 2016 that I'm trying to recreate is we can hand it off and march right on down the field. You know, and that's tangible. That's doable. What Jeff just described, fixing the defense and all of the holes in it in one offseason isn't doable. I can make you, if you give me the first pick on offensive linemen and either the second or third pick in offensive linemen, I can get you back to complete dominance on the ground and in the air. I can give Dak so much time that he will be anticipating and dropping dimes into that third level down the field. I mean, you ready for you that? Don't, you don't have to sell me on Team 40, Burger. <laughs> if Let's go. Yeah. What about the first pick on a lineman and the second pick on a receiver? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Get you another yeah. one. We'll just go back to complaining about how bad the defense is. <laughs> yeah. but at least it'll yeah. be after a divisional round game. Yeah, I'll be I'll be heading to do crawfish boils, and I'll let you guys have that forty burger offense. Oh, We're, not We're not stopping anybody. We're not stopping anybody. I just I I think I I like what you guys are saying, but I feel like that you're going to have to. If I do believe that the 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 best player, if you get stuck at four, the best player could be an offensive tackle. I I absolutely right agree on. with you on that. Now, if you have to drop back, maybe one of those corners looks a little better to you. You know, maybe sure. one of those defensive ends looks a little better to you. You know, I, I, I just, I just think you got to kind of. I'm not saying totally focus everything on, sure, on the, on the defense, but I'm saying that you, you got to fix that. I mean, you, you got to fix that. Maybe you could compromise and do a little bit of both. But I thought, man, if, if this is the NFL, no team, you know, the rare team is great on both sides of the ball. We could make sure you're great on offense. It, it does require some defensive building, though, and that's been Mike McCarthy's track record to spend picks on defensive linemen and you know guys in the secondary and stuff. So I don't expect it, but I'd be making a case for it. Guys, what's this all about? Are we going to win the Super Bowl? Probably not. 
but we can have you know a lot of success and fun scoring a lot of points. Do we have signs of a tank? We go to the Twitter account of Todd Archer here in Cowboys Twitter. He tweets, Jordan Lewis is not perfect, but I don't understand a defense in which Rashad Robinson plays more snaps, 51-41. to 41. Inconsequential probably, but Lewis is the better player, kind of like not playing Zach Martin at right tackle earlier than they did. Yeah, I think this is an NFL thing. It's not just the Cowboys. If you don't meet a certain height threshold, teams are going to say he can only play the slot. And so for Jordan Lewis, who Brian talks about this all the time, yeah. competitiveness and toughness, I'm not afraid of Jordan Lewis playing outside. But I think defensive coaches are. So whoever the other outside guy is will get to play some more snaps because the slot guy's not playing when there's only two corners on the field. So it's not a tank move, but it might be the wrong move. I think teams are way too scared to play five foot ten corners. Just because it's like, oh my goodness, he's giving up four inches to this wide receiver. Well, would you rather your guy be giving up four inches or not be able to cover? (laughs) I'd rather be able to cover. You make a perfect throw, you beat me. Against Robinson, you don't have to make a perfect throw. Yeah, Jordan Lewis is a guy that probably pisses people off over there. Because he's not afraid to say what's on his mind. He's a smart guy. He really, really is. I mean, he's he's a tough, smart player. And... And so, you know, if Al Harris and those guys don't like what he's saying, that, there's probably something to that. Once again, my guy or our guy. What do we? What our new shirts say, Jeff? Which, what, who's that? The guy. Oh, oh, the my. There's too much my guy going. My on? guy. Yeah, okay, my we guy. Make a t-shirt. We yeah, can do this. My guy. That's that's kind of where you know these coaches could be at right now. When you're not doing very well, it's like okay, if I'm going to get beat, I'm going to play my guy. Huh. You know, that's that's how they look at things. They they're they're a stubborn bunch. I'm imagining uh, commissioning R.J. Choppy to do a song, you know, to uh, My Girl. My Guy. My Guy. <laughs> talking talking about, about My Guy. guy. Starting. My Guy's starting. Can't my guy's cover. coaching a defense. Can't tackle. We'll, co- we'll, have, to, we'll have to workshop it a little bit because there's got to yeah. be a sad face emoji on there somewhere to let you know that the My Guy thing is a terrible thing and it's not something yeah. we're proud of. Yeah, yeah it's definitely not a, a great way to – have success running sports. But again, if it starts with the leader at the top believing, lots of different head coaches could have success. It's more a product of their surroundings and the context they're in because that's what Jerry needs to be true, okay? Otherwise, it was Jimmy that came in here and commandeered the thing and took you really to three Super Bowls, you know? We can't have that. No. All right, there's lots of other fascinating tweets coming in here as well to Cowboys Twitter. I saw a great one from Dalton Miller. I want to get to Field Yates, the NFL on CBS and more, but it's time to go. Mike Fisher set to join us in the Buyers Barricade Hotline. He'll give you the latest on the Cowboys and maybe some Mavs training camp here next in the G-Pack Nation. All right, welcome back Nation. Hope you're having a good one. Thanks for making us part of your day. Flagtober is back. A short run for the holidays. We found a box of the 2020 flags in the supply closet. You can go to 105 slash flagtober. A few dozen remain. A perfect stocking stuffer. Holiday present for that Tolo in your life. Segment here, Mike Fisher joins us. Has all the insights you need to know about Cowboys as they now start to get ready for the Bengals. It's brought to you by the Can Academies and by Ruben and Associates. If you're drowning in debt, call our guy Mark Rubin, 1-800-LAWYERS. He will take control of your debt, eliminate your stress, and allow you to live life again. Starts with a simple confidential phone call to Mark Rubin at 1-800-LAWYERS. Rubin and Associates, 1-800-LAWYERS. How the heck are you, Fish? Well, it feels like like we're all working about 72-hour days here as we're trying to plow our way through what exactly the Dallas Cowboys are 
are doing, attempting to do, and how they're going to fix it. I know that that Troy Aikman, uh, the, even the beloved Troy Aikman, is getting trashed in some quarters because he went on national TV and criticized the Cowboy team that gets blown out almost every week. And I don't know that Troy Aikman needs my defense, but uh, but I, I don't understand why anybody thinks he's wrong when he says, you know, this organization's got a lot of issues. I don't even know where to start. They got so many things they they, they got to fix. How how is anybody arguing against that? Isn't that isn't that universally true? Yeah, man. You know, I thought Troy was speaking the truth, and he came across to me as sort of a a confused or frustrated fan that wants to see the team do well, not trying to kill him. He wasn't being mean spirited. He was just sort of flabbergasted at how bad this thing's gotten. Okay, you got it exactly right. And he's he's issued the same criticism of every other team. I think it's weird that we can all sit around, whether we're fans or media, in Dallas, and we make fun of the Jets. We, we, we're brutal to the Jets. But somehow we shouldn't be brutal to the Cowboys. The Cowboys are the Jets. They're the same as the Jets. They should be criticized the same way. They should be chastised the same way. Here's the Aikman quote that I think jumps out that some people find to be controversial. And as you say, General, you can hear it in his voice. He, he, he's not trying to rip them. He's trying to be careful in what he says. And he says, I don't know. I just don't know where this organization, where they go. There's just so many things that have to be addressed this offseason. And I can testify to this because uh, of how frequently he and I visit on these subjects, to be, to be frank. Uh, he... He, he loves the Cowboys. He's pro-Cowboys. He wants them to do well. He wants the city to do well. He, he, he might have his wrestling matches once in a while with Mr. Jones, but, but he wants the Cowboys to do well. This is, he's still a Cowboy. Now, he's got a national media job that, that requires of him to be more than that, but he's not going on TV anti-Cowboy. He's going on TV trying to help figure out what the heck the problem is. I wouldn't mind at all if the Joneses sit down with him for lunch, as I've suggested before, and ask him, you can do it on TV, but we'd like you to do it with us. Bring your yellow legal pad and tell us what you think, and we'll listen. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think uh, Troy would be a lot of what this team needs as far as blunt honesty. And that's Troy's fastball when he's behind the mic. So I, I wouldn't expect or want him to, you know, hold back because I think Cowboys fans want to know what his real thoughts are, and that's why Troy's been successful. He'll give you real thoughts. He's not trying to hot take. He 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 he's he's prideful about being honest. And you know, sometimes if you don't like that truth, then that's your problem. And that's one of the main reasons I'm a big fan of Troy's the broadcaster. I agree. Uh, I think we need to as we're trying to go through our things to fix. You know, this team, like the rest of them, didn't get a preseason, didn't get preseason games, didn't get a training camp. Uh, they, they, everybody griped about it and said, oh, how are we going to possibly evaluate our players? And, of course, I've argued for a long time, high school doesn't do preseason, college doesn't do preseason. Evalu- you, you could do this in two preseason games. You damn sure don't need five. But you know what? The Dallas Cowboys, if they want to approach it this way, can now say we've got a preseason in December. This is preseason, starting tomorrow. The Bengals are preseason. The Cardinals are pre. The Giants are preseason. The Niners are preseason. And general, it, it would it would be unusual because that would be an admission uh, that that the standings are aligned, an admission to a reality. 
but I will give you my preseason six. Here's the six kids I'd like to see playing some of these preseason games in December. You ready? Go, yeah. Fish, go. Let's go. No, team tank, no, baby. Team development. No. And that is that, – that, that would be the organic part of it is you would, you would be more likely to lose to the Bengals – if you played these kids, except well, you're going to lose you, anyway. So just with the kids, ooh. yeah. I give you, I give you Bradley and I. Sure. How bad can he be on defense to be worse than the guys that are playing? Gotta be pretty bad. <laughs> Gotta be pretty bad. And he doesn't Jeff play. Likes it. He, he doesn't bad. play. He doesn't play a lick. Well, I mean, he'd be Not playing defensive end, right? Yeah, he'd be playing defensive end. Yeah. I'd say he's significantly worse than the three main guys. Then, then why am I giving up 300 yards rushing every other game? Because you're Bradley and I, you're not too strong. So, so let him not, let, let's find out. Brian, you're probably right. No, I'm just saying that the starters you're playing with, that's the problem. You're, you're not very physical up front. That's the problem. Bradley okay. and I fits in. He'd be fine because he's exactly what you are right now. Getting after him now. Tank and Jeffrey loves it, but, but let him. Let's find out if you're right. Sure. You haven't seen him play in the NFL. No, Let's I've seen out. him rush the passer Utah. He's really good at it, yeah. Let's find out. Number two, Reggie Robinson. Uh, Will McClay, uh, that, that was his pet cat. Okay, he finally got his jersey dirty last night for the first time. He got three snaps on special teams. Yeah. Let let him play. He, he We know he can run. We know he's got length. Uh, and he, even though he was at Tulsa, speaking of uh, Brian Broaddus watching film, he made plays all the time. Got his hands on the ball, hit hard, blocked field goals. Let him play. He can't be worse than what you're playing. Okay, so Mike, I'm going to ask you the question, though. We're going to be okay if he busts coverages, though, right? Sure. We're, we're going to be all right. I mean, no, I'm just asking. I just want to make yeah, I just want to make sure that we're not like coming on a radio show and going, well, they shouldn't have played Reggie Robinson because, you know, he didn't know exactly what he was doing. You know, that that's something that, that we'll talk about. I mean, we'll talk I'll, about it in the postgame show, too. I'll give you two answers. Number one, he has been coached by this staff now for four months. Then that could months. be a detriment. Well, maybe so. <laughs> but he ought to have some idea what he's doing after having been in school with this coaching staff for five months, but two, you want him to bust in preseason or you want him to bust in the regular season? No, no, I, I'm okay. I just don't want us to be critical of Reggie Robinson if if all of a sudden he forgets to cover somebody. That's all I'm saying. I just, I just think, Brian, if we really treat it like preseason in December, then we'll do it the same way we would in an August game if he blows the coverage. We'll point it out. Oh, we we'll got rid of Lance, well, we got rid of Lance Lenore. We we got we, we said Lance Lenore is no good. He's all Valley Ranch. You know, I mean, he started busting in games. We we, we said he was we was no good, and we got rid of him. Next, <laughs> Noah Brown, who got a little sniff nest last night. He looks he looks like he's in better shape. He's, he looks thinner. He's he looks healthy. More fit. He's healthy. Okay, play him. I I already know what my top three guys could do. I probably know what my fourth guy could do. Play him and find out what he could do. The same way you would if this was August. He's unrestricted next year, by the way. Better find out. Find out about him. Well, because you don't know anything. You don't know anything about him. We don't. They don't. Not, this coaching staff knows nothing about Noah Brown. If I don't even know who he is, walking down the hallway. Okay. Called his number a few times him. yesterday. Yeah, I don't he, know. Made, I, he made some I'm third down catches. You, yeah. 
I'm going to debate you on this. Yeah. I like Giddy. Noah Brown. Yeah, I think he he can run block well, and you yeah. know maybe you don't need too much of that, but you need one wide receiver who can do that well. Special teams player. So he, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. actually keeping him off the field so other teams don't give him money. Mm, okay, that's, that's how convinced I'm. Now I I do love your December preseason premise, and on every other guy I've agreed, but on Noah Brown I actually do kind of like him, and I, I want to keep his value low. All right, it's good thinking, good, good non-linear thinking. All right. All right. The preseason six, Tony Pollard. We know that Tony Pollard is a nice change of pace scat back. We know that, right? Yep. Can he carry a load? Don't know. I think, yeah, finding out. It seemed like yesterday at times maybe they were trying to give him series, but it kept failing. I don't think he can handle it. I I think he's a part-time back. Okay, and I can solve your question, Coach Dawson. Yes, sir. With Let's go find out for sure. Into, we're going to find out. I so think every back is a uh, is a split time back. I know you do. Wisdom, and a split, wisdom, and indeed. also a split money. Exactly. <laughs> I can get this, this job done for one point six million between two dudes. Let's go. Not only does this coaching staff know if Tony Pollard can be an every down back, but the previous coaching staff didn't either. Even though they talked all the time about we're going to put both guys on the field, watch how clever we are. You're, you're, you're not clever. There, there's, there's nothing. Yeah, they, they open the game. They open the game with both guys on the field. Lovely. Let's find out whether Tony Pollard can carry a load, and then I think I'm down to number six, and I give you Ben DiNucci, the starting no. quarterback. Wow. Starting quarterback <laughs> against the Bengals. Starting quarterback against the Bengals should be Ben DiNucci. Um, Lucius, this song is called <laughs> Victory. You will have no victories with Ben DiNucci. <laughs> you. You draft Ben DiNucci and talk about pet cats. This is the coach's pet cat. He told us that he he had Mark Bolger traits. Then Stephen and Jerry came on 105.3 The Fan and said, screw Mark Bolger. He's got Tony Romo traits. That's right. Mike, what time's happy hour started at the Maverick Bar? Yo, the sun don't (laughs) shine forever, but if you play the nooch, then we'll lose together. We're losing because of these guys. Man, uh, if if Danucci gets back in there, that would be the ultimate tank move. I'd get onto his Wikipedia and submit under nicknames Ben the Tank Danucci. That'd be outstanding. And, 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 and while you while you lose to the Bengals, which would have immense value, and yes. also make sure you lose to the Giants, immense value. And now you're talking about the third spot in the draft. Ben Danucci can help get you there, but also you can find out if he can play. Because you and just you pull you really off. Didn't, you really <laughs> you didn't pull. find out against the Eagles. That wasn't enough. No, it wasn't enough. Not, no, that was his first try, try, too. I'll tell you what, Mike. I like your plan, but I would play Gilbert and try and think, do I need Andy Dalton? I would play Gilbert to determine if I needed to bring Andy Dalton back. That's what it, I would it, do instead of Danucci. you say that. Yeah, you're, you're the second person today, who, a second very smart person who said, why can't <laughs> Derek Gilbert be a million-dollar number two quarterback here at age 29? Sure. That's what I would try and figure out, yeah. Hey, Dalton's playing like a million-dollar backup 32-year-old quarterback. that's true. The conventional way to figure out whether or not Garrett Gilbert can play is you bring him back next year on veterans minimum, and he gets to start in in week one of preseason. You know, I hadn't thought of this before. Maybe we take this so for granted. Are we going to have a preseason next year? Are we going to have Oxnard? Sure. Are we? Yeah. I, I don't know. They're already putting they're already putting vaccines into people's bodies. We've seen it. Ninety year old in London. I'm optimistic, but but 
the, the idea of Garrett Gilbert being around here, you would normally say, and then we're going to start him in, in August. Why mm-hmm. not start him in December? Why not go to the Bengals with a plan? Gilbert, just like preseason, Gilbert, you're starting the first half. Danucci, you're starting the second half. Go around, you're playing the whole game. Tony Pollard, you're playing the whole game. Now, there's, a, there, there's one problem with this, and this goes to how you run your front office, and it's important. If you go to Alden Smith, and say, Alden, you've been pretty good for us this year. We, we'd really like to have you back, mm. um, yeah, even though he might be rolling his eyes while you say that. But you say that to him. Sure. But these last four games, we're really not going to play you very much. And Alden says, I don't know if you realize this, man, but if I get four more sacks, you owe me another half a million dollars. Yeah. That's, if you do that to him, he will definitely not resign here if you steal $500,000 from him. So almost everybody, almost everybody's got some little clause in there. Zach Martin's probably got a clause for playing time. Therefore, to make more money, he'd like to come back and play. And you, you will forbid him from doing so. So preseason in December and the preseason six, I want to see him. And, and you guys have your own. Garrett Gilbert makes it seven. Throw another name in there. Make it eight. I got, I got 22 places. Hey, I, I will give you another one just for fun to close, Gavin. Okay. Not even the all-pro kicker can kick oh, here anymore we go. around here. Yeah. Okay. They this team last last night they they could have given the ball to Ezekiel Elliott thirty times in a row on that sequence, and he wouldn't have gotten a yard. They could play the Ravens again. The Ravens rushed for eight yards per carry. Talk about high school Harry. You don't do that in the NFL. And no. then you miss three field goals. Hunter the punter can kick. Place kicks. Let him kick. I'm ready. Could you? I, I would. Lo- I would love to pull a Danny White where I save a roster spot because my punter is my kicker, and I'll never discover it if we don't play a preseason game Sunday at AT and T Stadium game preseason game one. Fish talking like this, I think you just talked yourself into being Jeff's top lieutenant on Team Tank. <laughs> Let's go. Where's my cool T-shirt? <laughs> I got one. I got one for you. Now. I got one. I got one for you. All right, man. Have Thank a good you. afternoon. We'll catch you up with you tomorrow. There he goes. He's at Fish Sports on Twitter. The great Mike Fisher. Week thirteen overreactions. Is that team now a factor in the AFC, or would that be an overreaction? It's next in the nation. All righty. Thank you, Lucius. Week 13 is in the books. Week 14 is now right around the corner. Right. Unprecedented week with the Cowboys Tuesday game. And uh, we are going to react or overreact to all the big storylines coming out of week 13 in the NFL season now that it has concluded. And we'll start with a look at New England, who has put together now a stretch of impressive football. Is this Bell Belichick Im- improving as the season goes and, you know, a, a different look for him? But at 6-6, six and six, are the Patriots in unfamiliar territory, writes NFL.com? Sure. Until this year, they hadn't lost six games in a season since 2009. But can you really count Bill Belichick and company out? So overreaction or not, Pats cannot be counted out. How are you looking at them, guys? Uh, I'll count them out, but they can't be counted out of the postseason. It's such a weird NFL year where the Steelers, even at 11-0, and two of the three of us were not believers. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs, so everybody's a believer in the Chiefs. But outside of the AFC, outside of that in the AFC, who are you looking at? Like, watch out for that squad now. And in the NFC, there might be zero of those teams. It's just a really weird year. Um, what they did against the Chargers was super impressive. 45 to nothing is pretty darn good. 
But also, Justin Herbert's got a Samson thing going. Justin Herbert got his hair cut a few mm. weeks back, and he hadn't been good since. So, you know, you need to grow that back or get some extensions. But, I mean, that's a big win. And to get to 6-6 six and six with what they have on that roster, it's pretty darn impressive. Yeah, I think this is going to be this week, this Thursday against the Rams will be the test. You know, they're back-to-back in the at, at the stadium at – SoFi Stadium there. I, I think the I think the Chargers were done. I think their coach actually killed them with the hey guys, I know we're not in the playoff talk. Every mm-hmm. coach avoids that. They say, you know, hey, the guys understand the standings. They know it's a you know what's happening and all that. He had that talk. It it like killed the spirit of the Chargers. The Chargers have been competitive all year until that game. But I, I think this Thursday night will be a, that will be the test for the for New England. If they're able to go in there handle the Rams. They probably won't throw the football great. You know, Cam will have to run a bunch. But yeah. that that's where if you find a way to win back to back games out in Los Angeles, fly back home, I'll give you I'll give you some some props going that way. But until then, no, I, I think they're a team that's gonna that's, they're gonna struggle down the stretch as well. Newton has four games with at least two rushing touchdowns, which is the most by a quarterback in a single season in NFL history. Right. Probably not going to pass for many touchdowns or have a great touchdown to interception ratio. But I just think some coaches, Belichick, Art Bryles, if you want them to win unconventionally or you call it winning ugly, I think they're amongst, and I don't expect them to go on a, a long playoff run. But in regular season terms against, you know, a schedule of, of teams that might not be insane, I could see them point it off. Uh, their remaining schedule is, as Brian mentioned, the Rams, the Dolphins, the Bills. Yeah. And then the winless Jets, so they're going to have to prove it. You they know, Miami and Buffalo are, are pretty legit teams. Sean Payton is he the ultimate quarterback whisperer? What's going on here with this guy? Is that must the... be? I mean, they are now how many games is this? But Bridgewater and Taysom Hill, and he's undefeated, isn't he? They've never yeah. they haven't lost with a backup quarterback. I think they're eight zero now. Eight zero. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think Taysom Hill could do it, and he's doing it. I didn't think. Teddy Bridgewater could do it, and he's doing it. So even though I love giving Peyton flack for the Taysom Hill thing when you have a first ballot Hall of Famer as your quarterback and you yank him once in a while to put in a tight end, uh, boy, Sean Peyton's doing something right because he's making it work with backups, and they don't lose. Yeah, Hill becomes the only quarterback since 1950 with a pass rating above 90 and at least four rushing touchdowns in his first three quarterback starts. Some of the numbers of, of Sean Payton throughout his career with the Saints are outstanding. Before Drew Brees came to the Saints, he was averaging 209 yards passing per game. Two quarterbacks did go winless under Sean Payton. Uh, Mark Brunel lost a meaningless Week 17 game in 2009, and Luke McCown lost a Week 3 game in 2015. But this is continuing a, a trend that has spanned five different quarterbacks with the Saints. He's had tremendous success under most of them. I think something that's really underrated and maybe on our circles is what the job at Dennis Allen's done, the defensive coordinator there. That, okay. That's going to be tough. You know, they, they've, got to, they've got to go to Philadelphia. They've got a rookie quarterback. I think Dennis Allen, this defense, the Saints, I, I think they see what's in front of them. This is a team that should have been in the Super Bowl the last couple of years. Uh, this might be the year that they kind of pull things together again and and make that run that the, we, we thought. And, and it's amazing that they do it without a quarterback, but their defense has not got enough credit for how well they've played. Okay, it is a week 13 overreactions here.
time to fear the Giants' defense, Brian. I'm coming right back to you. Yeah. Is that an overreaction, or no. is that legit? No, I, I think it's legit, General. And, and I do give you a lot of credit on this show for going out on the limb and saying, hey, listen, if the, if the Giants, if Big Blue is going to turn it around, they don't give up points. Now, they don't score a whole heck of a lot of points, but they don't give up many points. And I, I think that, you know, to me, when you look at really the MVPs of, of the Giants' turnaround – Patrick Graham, their defensive coordinator, I think has come in. And, you know, they've had problems with Mark Colombo getting fired. Is Garrett, you know, is he out? You know, all that on the offensive side of the ball. The defense has come out there every single week and done their job. And I give Patrick Graham, that crew, a lot of credit. Dave Gettleman took a lot of heat for the Leonard Williams trade. He took a lot of heat for the the whole thing with uh, the tagging of him. You should have signed him, that kind of thing. But overall, though, that, that team is getting after it defensively, and, and, they're, and they're the reason why. Garrett calling some good plays, they're scoring enough, but the defense is holding them in a lot of games, and they've got a really good field goal kicker in Graham Gano. Well, and a big part of it is the things that the Cowboys have failed at. Like, the Cowboys don't care about defensive tackle much. Right. And the Giants have invested in... And the football team cares about defensive tackles, too. Yeah. And yeah. The, Giants bit, yeah. Have, yeah. the Giants have Dalvin Tomlinson, Dexter Lawrence is a first-round pick, yep. Leonard Williams. They believe yeah. in the dudes up front. They brought in Logan Ryan, who is available to anyone, and he's been a good safety for them. They spent money in free agency on a corner, James Bradbury, who's been great for them. They did a lot better job of team building over the last 12 to 24 months than the Cowboys did. Yeah, a couple of good defenses possibly coming together. And, and yeah, uh, this was a Giants defense that gave up 28 points per game last year. It was one of the worst defenses they've ever had. So big-time credit to the defensive coordinator. There's only so much you can do with personnel. Logan Ryan was a nice signing, and then Bradbury was the other one. Um, but yeah, entering Sunday, the Giants were two and fourteen against opponents averaging thirty points per game, at least ten games into a season. And the two wins dated back to nineteen ninety eight versus the Broncos and nineteen fifty <laughs> over the New York Football Yankees. <laughs> the what? So, yeah, the New York Football Yankees. Uh, Brian, you got a little. You seen? You watched any tape on them? Yeah, I was at the. It was at Yankee Stadium where they played there. You know, and it, it was it was impressive. You they know, played they, both sports. Like the Yankees would finish a game and then they'd put on their pads and go play. That's a good team. I believe you, in Mickey Mantle at safety or linebacker. Yeah, I tell you what, what, Whitey Ford could spin it. Left-handed quarterback, take the snap, <laughs> kind of get it out quick. Yeah, good stuff going on there. Elsewhere in Week 13 overreactions, you have uh, we go to. Uh, Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Justin Jefferson is Odell Beckham Jr. Jr. Uh, he has a thousand yards this season, second most through a rookie's first twelve game in the Super Bowl era. The only player with more is Beckham, who posted thirteen hundred yards, thirteen oh five back in twenty fourteen. So that record's in place, Brian. For your LSU guys, they're hitting the ground running in the NFL this decade. Well, there was a time where we really did a nice job of throwing the football. That's been a, a little bit of a problem. When you have a Heisman Trophy winner and then an offensive coordinator that knows how to scheme guys open, guys like Justin Jefferson took great advantage of that, though. And the Vikings, once again, look very smart. Their history of drafting wide receivers. You know, look at Randy Moss. Everybody, he, Randy Moss falls through the draft. Denny Green, what does he do? He drafts. He drafts Randy Moss, and that's a and the rest is history. Justin Jefferson's a guy that went kind of through the draft. All those receivers we were talking about, and the Minnesota Vikings one falls in their lap. So good for them for getting a player like that. I hate that, and Brian's brought this up before. 
I hate that CeeDee Lamb lost his quarterback. I do too. Because I really, I wanted, this could have been neck and neck. Yes. This really could have been neck and neck. Because with Dak, he had five catches a game. He was getting between 70 and 80 yards a game. You do that math, and CeeDee Lamb's going to have 11, 1,200 yards. And CeeDee Lamb's going to have 70, 80 catches. And you lose your quarterback, and now Justin Jefferson gets all the shine. And I just I wish we knew what CD's numbers look like if he had his quarterback. Yeah, had a nice game yesterday. He's had a couple of good games, you know, recently. So he is, still has already broken the Cowboys record for receptions in a rookie season, and he's going to make that very difficult to ever catch for the foreseeable future. Yeah, but it could have been league-wide historic. <laughs> well, Final, his, like his numbers with Dak, just real quick, yards uh-huh. per catch. Game one, 12. Game two, 17.6. Game three, 13. Game four, 15 and a half. And the last three games, CD's yards per catch, eight and a half, 4.2, 7.6. It's it's cutting his yards per per catch in half because the team just has to play so different. Yeah. All right, there it is, week 13 overreactions here in the G-Bag Nation. We're just over an hour away from the Mike McCarthy press conference. Locker room audio, great moment from Tank on why the defense wasn't in position. Zeke asked, has the division slipped away? Both those next in the nation. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.